life is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, it's no longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life. So thanks for coming on, guys, to the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks Appreciate for the time. Us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another podcast for you guys. Not not the first time, right? No. Yeah. So you're very experienced. You know exactly how to do this. You're very good on camera. You're uh, everything like that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm. I've got something for you. Get it close. No, no. I. I've there got you go. Some, I got like something that. for you. Because you every time I see you on this this podcast, I you have amazing style. So, you know, I just, I compliment you many times when I see you on there. I'm like, man, Bo is a man of confidence. He's a man of style. So I wanted to match you today, if that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely okay. All right, so hold on. Yeah, you were holding that a little tight up to the neck, you know? (laughs) All right, all right. Looking good. I like that shirt. Those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, he walked out to the truck this morning. I was like, oh, what you trying are you to one-up, right? <laughs> yeah, I got one, too. I just, it's kind of a, it's, it's pretty good. I haven't worn this. I, I've, uh, I've had to change up the shirts. You know, I can't, if I put, because I, I clip all these things out. And there's like 50 clips. And if I don't change my shirt, I'm, people are going to think I have one shirt. Right. That's for sure. People have already commented on that. Really? From my hometown. Yeah, my friend uh, Ryan Gradney. Uh, he's my best friend. He's like, uh, he's like, is that like a thing that you're doing? You're right. wearing the same shirt? So, like, everyone notices. It's like your shtick, he uh, says. He says, is that your shtick? Right. And I'm like, no, man. I'm just trying to get. That's just one of the ones we did. And, uh, and I'm putting out all those clips. Just trying to get into the process of putting content out. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, I'll talk to some people, you know, from Lake Charles, and they think that that's, like, your thing. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> well, you either need to make it your thing. I know. It sounds like it might be, maybe I should make it a right. thing, you know, but I don't want to wear the same shirt. I think you should. Yeah, you like that? I love it. Well, what's the, is it that, it's, I can't, I don't want to wear the same shirt, right? No. I don't di- wear the, but different, maybe, you know, brighter floral ones or something, you know, mm-hmm. I guess. But I think so. Don't look directly at the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, guys, uh, this is my podcast or our podcast, me and Garrett's. Um, It's about essentially kind of understanding your mind, understanding the methods that you uh, use to overcome things in your life. Um, So we try to interview people who are either high achieving people, people that are more likely to have had like uh, either big problems or trauma or challenges in their life. And they've, they've shown something to get over those and and live a fulfilled life. And, um, and we kind of want to figure out, you know, what that process was like for people, you know, and you guys, I, I would want to, you know, video you guys and have you guys on the show for many different reasons. And, and that's one of them too, you know, because obviously, uh, this is Dominic Fraser and Sarah Fraser, if for the people that don't know, obviously. There's going to be a lot of people that don't know you guys, I guess. Um, they are married individuals, okay? Uh, but they also own a business together, and they own a successful business. 
uh, and it's successful for many reasons. Um, and, uh, and it's a unique situation for these guys because they run their business uh, more like a family than uh, just a dollars and cents type business. Um, and it works for them. And I've, I've seen what they do. And, uh, and it's very unique. And I think anybody who is in business or trying to get in business would uh, benefit from hearing you guys and how y'all work as a family, how y'all's relationship works and, uh, and how you keep the business going, uh, because it's a unique situation. Yeah. So, so this is Dominic and Sarah and, uh, and yeah, if you want to introduce yourselves a little bit, you know, just kind of talk about, you know. Uh, what what has led you to today? Where you're from? You know stuff like that. If you want to start, Sarah. Sure. Um, well, I was born in Pennsylvania, but we moved to Georgia when I was like two, because okay. um, my dad and mom uh, wanted to open a business, so they opened a roofing business. Okay. My dad had some background. His dad was a roofer. He worked for Carlisle, which is a big commercial outfit up in Pennsylvania. So, but he's like, I'd like to do this. So. Um, they started that business and they did that up until they both passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. My dad was on roofs until he was 70 years old, which was amazing. Forever. To me. Yeah. Um, it just taught us really great work ethic with that too. But yeah. you know, never did I really think that I would end up owning a roofing business. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in corporate America for 17 years and doing marketing and sales and things like that. Um, but I am grateful that I saw my parents model, Mm -hmm. how to be married and how to work together yeah. and be successful and not kill each other. Right. Yeah. And then I'm grateful for the background for my corporate America to help kind of go, Hey, here's how to run a business. Yeah. Um, just from a different aspect. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah. I'm very appreciative of, of all of the things and we have two kids. Yeah. Two kids. That we love too. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Dominic, you know, I know a lot about your story, but these people right. might not. So t tell a little bit about your background, you know, <clears throat> Dominic Frazier from Miami, Florida. Uh, that's why they, that's hence go, the shirt, right? Go Canes. Uh, we haven't <laughs> been relevant in many, many decades, but we've got five in our lifetime. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, oh, yeah, great uh, program. No, we're playing For with, sure. we're playing with house money. So, yeah. um, Nah, big families, uh, five brothers, two sisters. Um, my dad was in the cruise industry, so that was pretty much where I thought I was going to be going with my career. Okay. And I remember when I graduated from college, I'm like, Dad, you know, when can I come into the office and start working for you? He's like, nope. He's like, two years on the ships. I'm like, are you kidding me? And working on the ships was not a, the love boat. It's 14-hour shifts. Uh, you know, six-month contracts. And I started off as a dishwasher, mm -hmm. a pot washer, a waiter, bartender, assistant bar manager, bar manager, and kind of worked my way up. And I remember I was ticked off at my dad back in the day. I'm like, why did you make me do that? But then mm -hmm. I became the recruiting manager for his company. And at the time, my dad's company was like one of the largest catering companies in the world. And uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines was, you know, him and his un Uncle Frank, that was their company that they sold to the Norwegians. Mm -hmm. So he taught me a lot about business and work ethic. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned work ethic. But uh, I was a jack of all trades. Like after that, I was like, dad, I'm not working with you anymore. It's hard to work with your dad. Yeah. So I opened a smoothie franchise and then I got into every single sales job you could possibly imagine from timeshares to, oh my gosh, flipping houses to bartending throughout just to pay the bills. So in my twenties and young thirties, I had, you know, no roofing knowledge. I mean, I, I was basically a bartender. I owned an Irish pub mm -hmm. uh, and um, 
I got into the roofing game in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina hit. Yeah. And one of my buddies in Jacksonville, Florida goes, hey, man, you speak Spanish? Yeah. And I was like, menos o mas, you know, <laughs> not, not really. Yeah. But I kind of BSed and I, uh, you know, worked with 40 Latino guys and we went and did work for FEMA, putting blue tarps on all the, the roofs. And I'm like, man, I love this. Yeah. And I remember the first lady that I helped get a big check and she hugged me and she was sobbing in my arms. It just went, this is what I got to be doing. Yeah. Helping people. Yeah. Um, and I was 35 years old before I even got into the roofing game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. The rest is history from Hurricane Katrina till now. It's just uh, one day at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's it like working together on this business? So easy. What is it like? So <laughs> easy. <laughs> you know, I'll, this is a good opportunity for us to just talk about the dynamic of, yeah. you know, being married and owning a business together. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't know who else I'm going to talk to. You know, like that. Who who does it the way y'all do? So, so what's it like? You know, it's hard. It, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, I think we really love it in the sense that we get to work together, mm-hmm. and we both know that we have very different strong suits. Um, but that also makes it hard because we have very strong opinions, and when yeah. they're very opposite ends of the spectrum, we have to find ways to come together. And it's not always easy. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I can give into this a little bit. Sometimes he's better at it. And sometimes we both just dig in mm-hmm. and it's, it's rough. Yeah. So we call, uh, I call it, we have robust dialogue, right? We don't fight. We just have robust dialogue. <laughs> robust um, dialogue. That's a good uh, If you hear that, it. if you hear that, <laughs> know that there was a knockdown drag out, <laughs> which he says that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, but I think what we have done well in our marriage, just in general, and brought it to business, but just like we are very truthful. Yeah. We don't really hold it back. Mm -hmm. I take a little bit more time to process, which so sometimes that conversation doesn't happen for me for like 24 to 48 hours, and he wants it like right then, so then Mm -hmm. we push there, and he's learned, I think, over time to go, okay, she's, she's in one of those moments where I need to give her some space, even though I don't want to, mm-hmm. so that we can have a mature discussion about it and not something a little off the rails. But the biggest thing I've, I've always really appreciated is that neither of us get hurt feelings very much. And when we do, we talk about it yeah, and that it's okay because at the end of the day, we know that our marriage means more than anything. Yeah. So business aside, whatever, this is what God's given us. Yes. Yeah. But our marriage is more important than anything. Yeah. So as long as we're both on that same page, mm-hmm. then that's what we come back to. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, I guess I don't I don't think about that often. I mean, I, I I feel I have a wife. Obviously, we're in business, but we're in separate businesses. But we're business partners in our everything that we do. You know, ultimately, but we're not in the office with each other every day. And uh, and there's going to be business things that you don't see eye and eye to eye on. So it's almost like there's more opportunity for differing opinions than there would be otherwise. I mean, if my wife does something with her business, maybe I don't even know about it and it doesn't affect what I'm doing, but it's, it's definitely a different dynamic. And, but it, just like you said, it's, uh, it's so important to not, uh, you have to not allow that to get into your marriage because they are separate, even though they, it, it all works together. Yeah. Um, it's hard. That's the yeah, hard part. For sure. It's the hard. It's for when sure. you, it's like commingling. You're like, whoa, whoa. But it is clearly doable, yeah. you know, but it just takes uh, a completely different approach and a lot of patience, I would imagine. It takes some rules and boundaries. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yes. What do you have on that, Dominic? Man, <clears throat> pretty much everything I go to is biblical. So I brought the Bible yes, here today. Yeah. So the one verse that we've implemented that has helped us from the very get-go is do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. And that's been a tough one. I mean, we've implemented a 7 o'clock rule. So like when we get to dinner, she's like, put the phones away, yeah. 7 o'clock. Yeah. <clears throat> so that has been a big help for us. And then I, I've learned, like my mentor that you just uh, yeah. spoke with, he said one time, win the wife, not the argument. Mm-hmm. So when he said that to me one time, I'm like, so many times I want to dig in and like battle. I'm like, yeah. is it worth not you know having peace with my wife? I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. So that was really helpful. So some advice there for anybody who's going to be considering working with your wife. Dude, you better have a good foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's not like one of those business relate. Because you know, if you take take the kind of marriage out of it, and you just have a relationship, like maybe it's your friend or or whatever. You know, there's different dynamics in different businesses. Um, if it's just somebody that you're loosely tied to, if you have a business problem, you just walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's free country, and and you have the you can you can walk away. Right. But this one's not. You can't walk away, and uh, and you don't want to anyway. But but it's it's completely different. Yeah. But uh, but you guys have been very successful at it. So you set a good foundation, and uh, obviously, uh, which I've talked about on other podcasts with uh, some of your employees and partners and things, uh, it's all driven by faith, right? Mm-hmm. So so talk, Dominic, Sarah, whichever one, whoever wants to talk about, tell tell us about how you've intermingled uh, um, your belief systems um, into your company. You know, sure. And how does that work? Well, if you look right out there on the wall, it's a it's a it's a quote from um, the CEO from Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. and it basically said, "If you think you own what you have, yeah. you have huge problems." Yep. And in this industry, where everyone's walking around with their chest out, and yeah. it's a peeing contest at these shows, and yes, oh, how much are you going to scale this year? Yada yada yada. We kind of look at those guys. I'm like, hmm, that's not us. Yeah, that's not us because this doesn't even belong to us. Yeah, that's we really truly believe that this. You know, we were blessed with a little and then he blessed us with much mm-hmm. and then the, it's just been progressively like the more we honor God, yeah. the more he blesses us. Yeah. And I'll just tell you a quick story on that. I, I learned that from my dad mm-hmm. and I remember he told me his most prized possession. I'm like, what is it dad? And his, his, uh, his mom was Catholic from Dublin, Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was raised Catholic and he had this card and it was in his wallet, his old beat up wallet. I'm like, this is my, like one of my most prized possessions that I got from my mom. And he showed it to me and it says, the more you honor God, the more he will bless you. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a very successful entrepreneur. Yeah. And I, that stuck with me. He said that to me when I was probably like 14, 15 years old. I'm like, hmm, all right. So then <clears throat> I started doing some research in the word and it starts popping out at you. I'm going to give you three of them right out of the gates. Proverbs 16.3, that used to be on some of our advertisements back in the day. Proverbs 16.3 says, if you, uh, if you commit to the Lord, your plans will succeed. You know, paraphrase. So I was like, okay, so if I just commit to the Lord, my plans are going to succeed? Check. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and I'll give you all these things. Yeah. I'm like, I put that on my, the top of my laptop. And, and like, I don't know, one of those little... Um, Label makers. Label makers. Yeah. And it said, seek the Lord first and he's going to give you everything that you want. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And then lastly, 1 Corinthians 4.10, which is it's uh, also up on the board over there. 
It's the prayer of Jabez. Have you ever yeah. heard of the prayer of Jabez? I haven't. It's awesome. It's a short, easy read if anybody wants. It's, it's in First Chronicles 4.10. That one right there, really, really, we pray that over our, 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 our company, all of our branches. What and is that about? What is that? So, yeah. It, and it's Jabez, and he's straight up just talking to God, and he goes, Father, please bless me indeed. Please expand my territories. We're opening up two more territories next year. Uh, to, you know, I'll keep that on the down low. Um, and keep me from harm. So he had basically three requests to God. Mm-hmm. You know, bless me, expand my territories, and keep me from harm. And what happened? The dude got like tremendously blessed. Yeah. So that's just three golden nuggets. I mean, you, you don't have to believe in the Bible, but... You can get a PhD in business if you just read Proverbs. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. So. That's, that's, uh, that's, it's powerful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, it's very obvious to me. I know you guys very well or, or you know, pretty, fairly well. And, uh, and that's what I see, you know? And it's interesting because I always approached business from a very brainy uh, uh, perspective. You know, I wanted to do good. I want to do good. Um, but I look at the numbers in a different way and I, it's a puzzle piece for me. You know, it wasn't as much about those things. I want to do good, but, uh, it was more like solving the puzzle for mm-hmm. the market, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And to be honest, it's not working for me. Right. Well, you know? It's just not enough. You know, we still, well, you have, have to business do some. principles sure, and all sure. those kind of things. Right. But at, at the yeah. end of the day, you know? Yeah. No. So we, a couple, like a year ago or so we were having dinner and we were talking about the topic of faith and business and things. And we were like, God does impossible math, things that don't make sense. There are things over the past several years, especially that were like, I don't even know where that really came from or whatever. Like we've, it has been a blessing, but I think I'd like to go back a little bit too, because we approach it slightly different maybe. And at the end of the day, what our prayer really is for us to be living in God's will, whether it's, a lot or a little, whether it's, you know, success or not, or whatever, as far as people might see it or judge you successful money, this, that things, whatever. We've always said, if we're living the way God wants us to live, doing what he wants us to be doing, then that's success, right? And if he choose to bless us with money or anything like that, then our job is actually escalated because then we're trusted with that. We're trusted to be good stewards with that. Mm -hmm. So we take all of this very, very seriously with what we're doing because, you know, there's plenty of times in the Bible too where things get taken away like that. And so you can't live on that, right? So when we're just going to do our best to honor what God has given us, the people that he's given us, the people who've come into our lives, I could have never imagined if you had asked me five years ago, right? If all these people were going to be here and wanting to walk with us through this and serve well. Um, so that's just been a really cool thing to see too. Um, so yeah, the other thing I wanted to say, like we have a, I don't want to call it a slogan. It's our purpose actually is what it is. It's uh, faith, family, Fraser roofing. Mm -hmm. And so while it does sound cool, because it's three F's and I really like alliteration, but um, it works perfect. It's also just a good way to make decisions. Yeah. So when you're, you can tell really quickly when you're out of alignment, right? So you can just go back to that sign. It's really easy, right? You just go back to that sign and kind of clears things up yep. for you guys, huh? And that helps us make business decisions. It helps in our marriage as well, because mm-hmm. we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did we just put our business in front of God? Oh, geez. Did we put our business in front of 
each other, our family. Yeah. So we 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 catch ourselves, and it yeah. solves some. Mm-hmm. We we shut up pretty quick when we're like, oh, one of us just stepped around, you know, what we said our priorities yeah. were. Yeah. So. Yeah. T- tell tell us all about a little bit about being good stewards of those responsibilities and and money in particular. You know, I I don't know if I've ever really heard. I mean, you know, as Christians, we know we know about tithing and and the idea of giving back. Mm-hmm. You know. But I feel like you guys walk in that every day and, and you set a good example for everybody. But I'd, I'd like people to know what that means to you guys and how you accomplish that and and, and, uh, and what your goals are with that. So I'll answer part of your question. Okay. And then I'll tell you why I won't answer the rest of it. Gotcha. <laughs> so one of our core values is generous or generosity. Yeah. So it's being faithful with your time, talent money, whatever it is, right, that you have that you can give to others. Yeah. So just making sure that you're stewarding that well. Yeah. Um, and so that is all of it, right? Yeah. But specifically regards to money, we definitely believe like, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I won't talk too, too much about it, except that we are very dedicated to making sure that what God has given us, yeah. that we are giving back, whether it's community, people in need, organizations we can get involved with who are doing things that we feel like are walking with the Lord and they're trying to do what's right and what God is telling them to. So yeah. we've been able to meet some really cool people doing some yeah. really amazing things and it's really cool to be able to walk alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. Going back- that answers the question too. You know, I just, uh, I felt like it was a, just to give people a, a barometer of like what that looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, going yeah. back to the foundation again. Yeah. It says in in the Bible, again, whether you believe in it or not, a generous man will prosper. So I'm like, okay, let's be generous because I would like to be prosperous. Sure. You know, Uh, it says he who refreshes others will be refreshed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm kind of a caveman. Just keep it to give it to me simple, God. And it's so beautiful how he gives it to me simple for a caveman like me. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Let's be generous. Mm -hmm. Um, But like what's like Sarah was saying. We don't want to broadcast it. Well, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. because then, you know, I, I understand. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but, you know, then we won't be blessed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if you sit there and go, hey, look at me. I just went to Africa and I just did all this stuff. Look at me. Look at me. Like, yeah. What are you doing? A lot of people do that. Yeah. Lot, I see that a lot. You know, like the so the the check holding the check up on social media um, and, you know, at least people are giving. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's a good thing. Right. Uh but there's definitely a lot of people that do that. So we won't cross, like, there's no judgment, by the way. Sure. And we've, we've yeah. held up the checks for things because yeah. there are times when it helps another organization who is yeah. doing good things yeah, to give, need, like, yeah. credibility or whatever, and exposure. Mm-hmm. So we measure things differently, like, too, though. Like, if we do something like that, just the way we've chosen to do it, that goes in a marketing bucket. Yeah. Not a giving bucket. Yeah. So yeah. We, we just kind of try to balance. And we have some of our own guidelines that we feel are the way that we want to operate so yeah never want to bash anyone who's doing anyone any good right yeah. it's just there's a book by randy alcorn that i read it's like this thick it's called um treasures treasures in heaven or something but it's basically about what the bible says like storing up your treasures in heaven right the things that you're doing here and if you're broadcasting it and your heart is more like look at me yeah and your heart is not yeah you know this is for god's glory then, and at the end of the day, God knows. He knows where your heart is. Yeah, Whether exactly. someone else is like, mm-hmm. you're doing that to be, oh, yeah. you know, showing off, 
And if they're really not, yeah. well, then God knows. And so don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good check for yourself, though, because sometimes it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Are we doing this for us? Are we doing it for someone else? Are we doing it for God? So, like, it's a bunch of levels that you kind of have to go. Yeah. Where's my heart? Yeah. And there's a there's a lot of judgment in this world these days, you know, like, uh, and there's a lot of people that there's some people that would watch this and judge you guys oh, and ju- judge me sure. all the time. Like, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but like you said, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, that's, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're not afraid. We, uh, yeah. we, we are, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> we are very unashamed. Again, going back to the, the, the foundation, Jesus said, anybody who stands up for me, I'm going to stand up for you in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. It, all you critics out there, like we, we, we have been bashed before because, oh, mm-hmm. you guys put Jesus on there as a gimmick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and Matthew 5 says we, we got to be a city on a hill. I, I have made the yeah. uh, judgment myself. Yeah. You know, I have, I have made that, wh- whether it's right or wrong, and it's probably wrong that I even thought that. I, not for you guys, but there's a, there's a personal injury attorney who, uh, who uh, is uh, pretty much the biggest attorney in Louisiana. And he puts a, a a big, huge, like a thirty foot cross on the top of his, you know, uh, $10, $20 million dollar building right off I ten. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even care if they know what I'm talking about because it was wrong for me to judge anyway. Sure, but uh, but he has done those things, and I have in the back of my mind been like, man, you know, that's not right. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, even even being a Christian myself and I, but I but I shouldn't do that. I don't even know that guy. Yeah. You know what Get I mean? To know and him. I don't, he might be fascinating. Maybe so. Maybe he's know? doing amazing. Things. I doubt he'd take my call. I don't know. Maybe I'll get him on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe he's this pretty is busy. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. But I but I do. And I saw that. And for a long time, I uh, I saw that and I had like uh, an angst about it, you know, um, that usually means that know. something's working inside of you. That you should probably look at. And something's not working the right way. There's a lot of those things going on inside of me, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just interesting where that line is. But it's never good to just blanket judge when you don't know what's yeah. going on with, with other people, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, outside of, obviously, faith is the biggest foundation for you guys. It's, it's the number one thing. Um, in business in general, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out here that are, you know, trying to start a business or they're, they're scared to do it because it's very difficult. And we all know it is very difficult. Um, you know, how have you guys, you know, from a business perspective, uh, grown your company? What do you think what is some of the key elements to that is, you know, um, from, from a business perspective in your business? If you want to be the best, you got to go learn from the best. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, that's, that's great advice. So we, <laughs> we've had some of the best coaches in the industry come and have private sessions. I mean, just this week we had John Cenac in here mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, John. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is the, he's the best at that specific thing. I, I heard that presentation on. He's the best at it. hundred percent man uh, that I've seen. I mean, usually I pull like one nugget, you know, because you can only retain like 10% of what somebody's saying. Right. I pulled like five different nuggets from John. I'm like, dude, I got to get it. got a five piece. Yeah, I got a five, <laughs> five piece McNugget out of five it. Five piece nice. McNugget. And nice. I was like, my mind was about to be blown. And I'm like, holy cow. I thought I was pretty good at what I did. I'm like, I'm not, yeah. I'm oh. not good. I um, felt the same way. I, I felt, I was like, Oh goodness! Like yeah. I ain't even close. He's like a PhD class. Yeah, oh yeah, like, for sure. Wicked smart. He's a big, <laughs> yeah, wicked yeah. smart. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. and then you go back to Nathan Tibido and 
and Jim Johnson with Contractor mm-hmm. Coach Pro. Those were our, our, our first real coaches that invested in us. And they, yeah. they don't just like – I mean, they, they really care. Like you can tell what the guys who care are the guys who just want to check. Yes. Those guys invite us on outings and like they want to like hang out with our kids. I mean, they're genuine article. Reggie yeah. Brock. Reggie Brock's another one. Mm-hmm. So – that would be my advice for uh, okay. if you're a rookie in the business, go learn from the best. And uh, and we we actually have roofing owners come into here and we we share with them like all the dumb tax that we've paid over the last for me personally yeah. 19 years in the game. Yeah. Um, like you want to learn? Like mm-hmm. please don't make the same mistakes that I've made. Yeah. And here's what I did, but uh, th- that's my advice. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say people. Yeah. Um, and the coaching is right yes we've we've definitely been at places where it's like we don't know how to run a this dollar amount business or we don't know what the staff should look like this whatever but mine was going to be just people right surrounding yourself with good people either people who know something more than you do in a certain area or they just bring an energy to the table right like great team members um people who are willing to be servants for others Mm -hmm. um we have something that nathan thibodeau contractor coach pro actually did called the hero sales culture Mm -hmm. and we launched that several years ago when he was just kind of working through that um he shared it with us and it's really about like standing in the gap for people and your teammates yeah and never put being like oh that's production's fault or oh that's the sale whatever it's really easy to point fingers when something doesn't go well yeah right it's a lot harder to step up and be like in your head you're like okay i didn't do this but I'm going to help be a solution in this problem. So if you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who are willing to step up and step in for you, then you're all going to be successful because you're all feeling it and you're all helping each other rise to the occasion. Yeah. I feel like the standing in the gap uh, idea, which I I don't have as much time with that idea as you guys have, but from what I learned, uh, it's really about going the extra mile for the team, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just yourself. Right. That seems like that's the theme there. Yep. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's what I thought you guys were going to say a little bit about that, like uh, surrounding yourself with good people, uh, uh, being a team. Yep. And, and that's what I see in the industry from from the many partners that I, I have or I've dealt with is uh, the people that aren't doing the right things for their customers mm-hmm. or failing to do the right thing. Not that they want to do bad things with their customers, but failing to do those things. Uh, I don't see them training. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't see them bringing people in or prioritizing investing in that training Mm -hmm. to learn more and especially learn more for their employees or or salespeople or whoever it is. So that's a common thing that I've seen across multiple companies, the ones that are doing it the best, um, not just succeeding, but just doing right by their customers are doing those things. Yep. So it's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that when we're having it's usually surrounding a difficult conversation with whoever it is, customer, person who works with us, whatever. But as leadership, I'm always like, well, what did we not do? Right? Like where did we not communicate expectations or where were we not clear? Right? Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of times there's always something that I can come up with that we could have done better. So very rarely do I get to the point where I'm like, nope, I did every single thing we could. (laughs) I think maybe once or twice, (laughs) right? Where I'm like, I gave you the piece of paper, it said everything, right? So most of the, I think that's kind of the the heart of going, okay, well, we can always do better. Mm -hmm. And how do we continue to do that? Yeah, Because that's what helps us make other people better or want to make them better, right? Then they have to step in and they have to want to learn it too. I can't make them learn it. Of course, yeah. But if we can keep leveling up and going, okay, well, we had this last year, 
what can we give to the people that work with us this next year? What mm -hmm. can we train on? What can we, what experiences, whatever. And then hopefully a lot of those people want to open and walk through the door that's there and get better and better and better. So our theme this past year was better than yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so we did a lot of training this year yeah. along with that theme, just trying to go, how do we get better? How do we yeah. get better? We didn't know that. So how do we, how yeah. do, we do that? So it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Without those trainings, you don't have that knowledge or your people don't have it. One of the things I see with you guys too is, uh, is there's a just strong accountability at, at with y'all's relationships. It seems like, you know, um, and you don't let someone wane away or, or make multiple mistakes or, or, uh, or, or, uh, take, uh, many actions down the road of the wrong path before you, uh, pull people back in and talk to them about it. Uh, I feel like I've seen that. Oh yeah. Radical. <laughs> we, we, is that something you think about? You know, I mean, you may do it naturally, but I, I feel like that happens, you know, some of it is very purposeful. Yeah. And some of it is hard. It stinks having hard conversations. I know. With well, people that's very hard. You know? It stinks. When you say it, look, I, I kind of expected this, you know, and we were going down this road, like, but but I don't see that happening. Yeah. That's a that's a trigger point for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. I found accountability is hard. That's why a lot of people fail at it. I guess. I found that when you do things and people know you're coming at it from a place of either love or at least wanting the best for them, mm -hmm. right? And it's not like you did it wrong, you're fired, right? We don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, hey, let's talk about this, right? Mm -hmm. So it is very just candid conversations. It kind of goes back to how Dominic and I are, I think, are people yeah. with each other, yeah. where it's like we're just going to say it <laughs> and then yeah. we're going to have to work through it. Yeah. He is great at, um, he's the band aid ripper offer, right? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and sometimes, but he does it in such a way that sometimes I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, yeah. but I think a lot of people respond to it because they'd rather know at the end of the day, even if it's like, Ooh, that hurt, yeah. but I'd rather know. And then like, Oh, you're going to give me a chance to try to make it better or yeah. try to change. Yeah. I think that's surprising to some people because that's not yeah. the way the world operates. It's usually like you screwed it up. You're out. Yeah. Right. And, and you're so, bad and you're bad. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Attack the problem, not the person. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's very good. That was uh, very good. something that I've learned. Very good. Yeah, that's that's from my dad. Yeah. Um, he he used to say that. Yeah. He would yeah. say, "Be fair but firm." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he would say some other off-color things, but you know, if, if you're that's dealing with all he said, huh? if you're dealing with an sob, you got to be an sob. I'm like, no, 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 Dad. That, that one I, I will not retain. You don't have to come down to their level. No, that's not your you, opinion. You okay. don't. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. I think that's a lot of good information, you know. You guys are very busy. You got a whole day ahead of you. We don't have to sit here all day. But if there's anything else that you guys want to end on, I feel like you can end it off with something mm -hmm. good, you know. Um, no pressure. Better be good. No yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah. No pressure. Imagine, imagine <laughs> someone out there, and I did the same thing with Connie. I was like, imagine somebody watching this, some hypothetical person who's right. – who's feeling very challenged and they don't know how to get over what they're going through and they need some help <clears throat> with how to work that problem in their head and get over it. If there's anything that you could tell that person, that would be the advice I, I like to end off with, you know, just imagine that person they're going through a, a, a challenging time. What would you tell them? Because you've done that for me and mul multiple times and mm -hmm. it's always good advice. So tell that person uh, some advice, you know, Gosh, man, on the spot. I mean, immediately, yeah. immediately I say, you know, find out who Jesus is. There you go. 
talk to Jesus. You know, he's the wonderful counselor. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves you. Whether you believe in him or not, he loves you and he died for you. Yeah. You know, and I was just saying this the other day. I can't even fathom like sending my son to go die for you. Yeah. My son, Noah, to go mm-hmm. die for Bo Killingsworth. There's no way I would do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it just, it just blows my mind. I mean, there's so many guys in the industry that they're just, they're chasing the money. They're chasing the wind and they're never satisfied. It could be 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. And then you look at these guys and they're just like, what can I do next? Like they're not settled. And I look at those guys and I'm like, dude, peace be with you. You know, that we're only here a very short period of time. So I would, I would ask three questions to anybody out there. And if you get this right, then the rest is gravy. It's like, where'd you come from? What are you supposed to be doing while you're here? And how are you getting out of here? Yeah. That's from Jay. That's, that's from a guy from your home state, Jace Robertson with duck dynasty. Yeah. I read his book. And those three questions that just jumped out and punched me in the nose. I'm like, dang, he, he pretty much nails it. Where did you come from? What are you supposed to be doing on this earth for your, I mean, average male is what, 78? Something like that. So I got, what, 20-something years left? I, I better finish strong. Yeah. And how are you getting off this planet? Yeah. Those are the three questions you need to be asking yourself. Forget about scale, scale, scale. Forget about retention. For, you know, get to know Jesus. Because he's real, he's alive, and he's faithful, and he saved my life uh, many, many times over. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. I appreciate yeah. you guys being on and, and shooting this. I, I, I think that it's going to help some people, and it helps me every time I talk to you guys. So I love you guys. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for doing this with it. Thanks. Love you too, man. All right. Life is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, it's no longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life.